your your attention, please. And now the moment we've been waiting for is here. You're listening to the Mojo Matters podcast, episode 28. Welcome back to another episode. In this one, we'll be talking about accountability and how it's one of your secret success weapons and how by creating habits, being consistent and being accountable, you can put yourself in the best position to succeed. So it's so fitting that I'm joined by accountability coach Dan Bennett who amongst his work has a passion and focus for health and fitness with his clients. And we all know the benefits of a healthy diet and lifestyle and how much exercise really benefits our mojo. Dan is founder of the Accountability Academy, which helps people to achieve their health and fitness goals and to sustain them. He's also my Mojo Membership Community's resident health and fitness expert. So I am Super excited that he's chatting with me today. So welcome to the show, Dan. How you doing, Joe? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And good and good. So I wonder, Dan, could you just start by telling us what prompted you to start your Accountability Academy in the first place? Because you had a really successful and fast-paced career in the US <laughs> until recently. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, thank you. So, yeah, I was I was living and working in Boston in the state in America. I had a pretty high paid sales job there. I worked there for just just under two years. And if you'd have taken like a look from the outside, you'd been like, "Fucking hell, he's killing it!" Like nice car, nice apartment, good salary. And I was like, grind, 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 grind. And then one day, I just I kind of think I caught <laughs> caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and I was bags under my eyes. I'd put on weight. I was not mentally probably where I wanted to be. I was really, really suffering with like anxiety and not, I wouldn't say I was depressed. I was definitely depressed, but there was definitely, you know, depression tendencies there. And I just kind of said to myself, this isn't the lifestyle you want to live. I said, if this is what's happened after two years, then what's going to happen after 20, 30, 40 years. And it was a heart attack waiting to happen. Um, and anyway, over the course of probably six months, I, I left that environment, took a, like this massive, massive pay cut, left that environment. I was like, right, I'm going to go in search of myself. I'm going to go find myself. And I called it my quarter life crisis phase where I wanted to go and, you know, find out what I wanted to do. And in that time, I started a blog and I started a podcast. And I did all this other stuff and it, and it all came back to um, health and fitness and then personal development. And I don't think, I think the two are very, very in line with each other. Yeah. I'm a big, big personal development nerd. I love reading and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, how can I create a business where I line up my passions for health and fitness and you know, living a healthy, fulfilling lifestyle? How can I you know, create something there, but then also tie it in with my passions for reading and personal development and like building better habits and seeing people succeed in whatever aspect they wanted to do. And slowly over time from probably, I'd probably say October of last year till end of January, um, it, this idea of the Accountability Academy just kind of, came to fruition like i said it started with a blog me writing a blog it had three people reading it yeah. <laughs> i think now i'm now up to maybe you know 10 12 people reading it but, uh, <laughs> i'm um, sure it's more than that yeah no and then um yes yeah, so, and then i just i and it was one of those things is like, i just made the decision one day i was like fuck it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna create this business called the accountability academy and i had it for this idea that i want it to be a massive community of people who are all striving to take control 
I mean, that's all what we want, right? We want to take control of our health and fitness. We want to take control of our personal life. We want to take control of our professional life. And it all just came to, kind of like, you know, it's come to fruition, I guess that's the word. Yeah, it's kind of, it's come, it's kind of been created over the last six months, really. And now we've got um, a bunch of members in on the health and fitness side of it. I also work with a bunch of people in their personal, personal professional life, just basically helping them take control, make some really big progress and make it sustainable because it's really, really easy to, um, you know, lose a load of weight really quickly. It's way harder to make it sustainable and actually maintain it. And that's yeah. what we want, right? We want long-term sustainable sustainability, right? That's what we're all shooting for. Yeah, yeah that's my story. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, it's so it's so interesting, and I think a lot of people. I mean, I can relate to your story. Um, obviously, I didn't work in the states and, and things like that, but I did get to a point like you where I felt you kind of have these moments, don't you? Where it's almost like you're looking at yourself and you're thinking, "What am I doing all this for? Where is this heading?" And you have these. I guess life-changing kind of moments don't you and um, I had a similar one and started my own business too but look we're talking about accountability today and clearly this is something that is a secret success weapon um, what does accountability though really mean what does it mean to you and why is it so important for success and that's a really really good question so if you look at accountability, I think a real common misconception is that, right, Joe, you, you will come to me and say, Dan, I need you to hold me accountable. You'll need to hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. And people look at accountability as a crutch. It's like, oh, I just need someone to wake me up every single morning and get me out of bed. I need someone to make sure I'm doing the stuff that I need to do. And that is one aspect to it. But I, I, the way I see accountability, it's teamwork. It's ownership. It's you deciding to take control of what you want to achieve. And what we do in our academy is that we build a community around that. Um, if you know that you're shooting for some goals and another person's shooting for some goals and you're all, you know, creating this positive change in your life by all taking control of your own individual goals and habits and stuff, but seeing other people doing it, that's really, really powerful. So there is that, you know, I'll hold you accountable, you'll hold me accountable, but it's also that other thing, it's community, it's teamwork. Like my whole life, I played team sports. I, you know, I was playing football my whole life, like soccer my whole life. And when you're a part of a team and when you're a part of a team culture, it's really, really powerful. Like you can create some really, really special things with that. So that's what I wanted to create. I wanted to take like these like aspects of my life, which had been really powerful and put it into a, you know, a viable business where we can just help as many people as possible, really. Mm. So yeah, that's accountability. <laughs> yeah, I really like that definition. I mean, I think, you know, it's so right that, a lot of the time people, I, it's almost like you're not committing if you say, um, I need you to hold me to account. Because for me, accountability is about taking responsibility for your actions, but exactly. community can really help you do that, can't it? And I know exactly. for me, that's why I've got my Mojo membership community as well. Because I know when I was struggling with my business at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things that had, that helped me most, that had the biggest positive impact was surrounding myself with other people that were optimistic, that were shooting for similar things, that were fairly like-minded, but also we all have our days of challenge where our motivation mm -hmm. dips. And when you're part of a community that can kind of lift, support you, encourage you, champion you, Exactly. Um, also help you with your own you know accountability then I think that's incredibly powerful so I love what you're doing in that area 
And I just want to pick up next, though, on something that I heard you just say about goals, you know, achieving goals. These, these, I'm always been a very goal-oriented person. I always like to think about how do I move forward? What is the next thing um, to shoot for? And I think whether that's health, fitness, professional life, business, mm -hmm. setting goals, um, I think it's massively important. But if I kind of think about, I do this a lot in my own health and fitness journey, but I really struggle in terms of achieving mm -hmm. those goals. So lots of us might relate to this. We have these goals of losing weight, getting fitter, especially maybe quite now, as we've mm -hmm. been through the last, what, 18 months of, you know, yeah, a lockdown, yeah, and drinking a bit too much, mm -hmm. you may be eating a few, few more pies than you might have done. <laughs> um, and lots of us, I think you said this before, you kind of start on the journey, you can lose some weight fairly quickly, and then maybe you get there or to get to the first goal or, or target, but maintaining it and sustaining it is something I find just so hard. And the weight goes back on, the exercise stops, and then I feel really bad, my mojo cup drains. And um, are we just setting unrealistic goals for ourselves? Or how do you go about goal setting yourself and with your clients so that it's something that is sustainable all right so there's a lot to unfold there so this is me personally and i've done a lot of reading on this right and if you look at the people who tend to hit their goals well that's probably the wrong way of wording it okay so what do you think is most important the goal or the process and habits that you're going to do to create the goal we live in a very very outcome-based society you don't hear about the person eating a chicken salad for lunch. You hear about the person who has lost 10, 20 pounds. Yeah. You, see on, on the, you see on the front of the magazine, man loses 50 stone and he's got the big jeans on and he's holding his waist out and yeah. stuff. Yeah. You see, and we live in, it's the same as everything. You see the guy with the Ferrari, you don't see the processes and systems that got him there, there. or you see the, whatever it be, the person. If you see, you see the person with the big business, you don't see what got them there. And everyone says, oh, I, I can't stick to hitting my goals. I can't stick to hitting my goals. Well, I go back then to say, right, well, what are the processes and systems that you're actually implementing to do it? When I say like what we do in the Accountability Academy, it's about taking control. You can only take control of what you want to achieve when you know the specific processes and systems that you need to implement. So for example, right, you said that we've come out of COVID, people have put on weight, people might not be where they want to be, right? And I say that weight gain and um, health and fitness, it's cyclical. Over Christmas, let's pull up our hands up, we're all probably going to put on a bit of weight. We're drinking, we're eating, we're friends, we're a family. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem. Over in the summer, when you know, you're on the beach with your friends and you're going to the pool, and you're doing all that stuff, you might be a little bit toner, a little bit more lean, you might have lost a little bit more weight there. But then that's fine as well. The problem is, is when people don't understand how to control it. Yeah. So... Does that kind of make sense what I'm saying? So yeah. if you, the goal is important. The goal is very important, but it's way, way more important to understand the specific processes and systems that make the goal. Because it's it's great for me to say, right, I want 100,000 followers on Instagram or a million followers on Instagram or I want a million pounds in my bank account. But it's a pretty shitty target if you don't know how to get there. Yeah. So I, everything we could do is we should go, right, well, let's take it right back to basics then. What is the specific processes and systems, the, the habits? What can we implement on the day-to-day? -day? And what can we make consistent? What can we make sustainable? 
so that you know over Christmas when you've put on five, 10 pounds or stone because you've been eating and drinking, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know that all right, I know what to do. I know how to get back in control of that. Mm. And I think that it's really, really common that people don't know how to take control of the certain aspects of their life. They don't know how to take control of their health and fitness. They don't know how to, they don't know the right or wrong things they do. So going back, they don't know the specific processes and systems they need to do. Like I said, we can all put on weight over Christmas. It's not a problem if you know how to get back to that. It's like, yeah. over the, does that make sense? So Yeah, absolutely. And it does make sense because obviously I do a lot of goal setting and achieving yeah. with my clients as well and, mm-hmm. and, and for myself. And I think for me, part of this, because I'm really big on like the neurobiology of this and, yeah, and yeah. the chemicals that go on in the brain to keep your motivation and a big part of it I think what I'm hearing it's a similar thing really it sometimes we set we might set a goal or a target and feel overwhelmed because it's so big that we don't know where to start but breaking it down step by step helps to remove some of that that overwhelm exactly yeah exactly and and what are the habits and that are gonna gonna help you do that and when you know your next step that is that the motivation bit is taking action. And when you know your next step, you're always going to feel like you're making progress and you can keep going and you get that yeah. shot of dopamine, the reward chemical in the yeah. brain that goes, woo, yeah. this is great. So that whole thing that you talked about, and it sounds like a cliche and I never really understood it before till I kind of studied some of like the neuroscience around this, that whole thing about enjoy the process, enjoy the steps, enjoy the habits is massively important Mm -hmm. for sustaining uh, your ability really, isn't it, to get get to where you want to be. So there's a really interesting point to that. There's a really famous author called James Clear um, and he did a load of research onto the most successful people and he like analyzed them over a set period of time. And he said, the people who tend to be the like really, really successful they tend to do the same processes and systems consistently. So when you were saying you have to enjoy the process, he says it's kind of like who can do the most boring work that to them is not boring. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said you you need to make sure it's like when we talk about motivation, like is it you have to be intrinsically or extrinsically motivated to make sure you're going to do the things. But if you look at really really successful people, they don't tend you know it's not always they're like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, these really like generational icons. Not everyone's like that. Like there's a lot of successful people who just do consistently the same things consistently yes. and sustain yeah. that over a period of time. So it's kind of like leads to the question, like it's not necessarily um, how do you get started? It's kind of like, how do you maintain it after two to three weeks or four weeks or five weeks? And the way of doing that is to make it first of all sustainable and making it enjoyable and making it. So that's why we've spoken about this before is that I'm all for gin and tonic on a Friday night. I'm all for going out and making it fun. The diets that you see where they're super, super restricted yeah, in the short term, that's going to be great. Yeah, you'll lose a stone in the in the space of 30 days, or whatever. Amazing. But right, well, let's have a look. Actually, let's zoom out a little bit and let's see what's like after two months. Because I can imagine by two months, you've probably crashed and you've gone back to what you're doing before. Because it's yeah, absolutely. Let, let's just explore this consistency thing. Um, because, I've, you know, when it comes to health and fitness, I know that I'm notoriously bad at being consistent with this. And I need mm-hmm. to find a way, I guess, <laughs> of enjoying those things that you're talking about, that, yeah. you know, the repetition of things and enjoy that and get really, really good at that, whatever those things are. So for me, I tend to start off really well. And maybe I'll lose, like, weight really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I get to a point where I reach a plateau. I'm not losing the weight. 
fasting of, um, or maybe I've had this naughty, I think this naughty weekend where I've not been good. So it's interesting what you've just said about that as well. So maybe I've had this naughty weekend of drinking and eating too much crap, frankly, or the weather is pants outside. So then I find myself making excuses, not following through. Then I beat myself up and then I think, well, I've just failed, so there's no point carrying on. And then I go, oh, you always hopeless at this. So why do we do this to ourselves? What advice would you give me or other people that relate to this to help us get back on back on track? No, it's a, it's a really good question. It's super common, right? You see it, especially, I'd say, you see it in general population who, you know, you've got a busy lifestyle and you'll set yourself goals and you might be working a really busy nine to five. You might be a new, a new mum, or you might have a family life and all this stuff that um, it's very, very hard to specifically spend time on a certain task because you've got so many distractions around you. Right. And when you've got all these outside distractions, that kind of then derails you because, Oh, I couldn't go for my run today because I had to take the kids to school or I had to make dinner for the family and it knocks you off your thing. It's really common. Um, the, the thing I always say, right, and it's this sounds really, really cheesy, but I, I don't mean it to be. It's like, especially in health and fitness, like 90% of the battle is mental. I promise you, like, it, like I always say, like most of what we do is talking around like metrics for success, what you need to be doing. We talk around all these different like concepts, like we'll talk like this right now, right? And I'll, I'll say, all right, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do this? You know, have you thought about doing X, Y, Z? And we'll just talk it through. And you realize that a lot of people have skewed metrics for success. And like you were saying that the weight gain thing. So it's really, really common that people weigh themselves every single day. Yeah. Probably it's. I do that. Yeah. It's probably, I personally wouldn't recommend it because your weight gain from drinking a, like drinking carbohydrates or eating a carbohydrate meal, your weight's going to massively fluctuate just because of water weight. And if you're someone who doesn't know that a pound of weight gain is extremely natural, then you could derail yourself without even realizing it. I do you that go, all the time. Yeah. All the time. I feel really good. I don't know what really good means in terms of what I've been eating or drinking. And then you feel like you've been disciplined and then you'll go up. Yes, that's right. And then one or two pounds has gone on and I'm like, what? And then that derails me. Well, yeah, so I can guarantee you that I, it's, I can guarantee that's not one to two pounds of fat. That's your body holding on to water weight. If you went to the bathroom, you could all like, if you weigh yourself first thing in the morning, you haven't been to the bathroom, that could be another thing that distorts your weight. What we do in our, inside of our academy, because everyone gets scared of the scale, right? Everyone gets scared of it. Like right now I'm in Spain at the moment. I'll be honest with you. I've been having a lot of gin and tonics. I've been having, <laughs> I've been having paella. I've been having all this other stuff. I can guarantee you right now, if I jumped on the scale, I'd be way heavier than I was this time last week. It's just natural. But yeah. so what we do is, I try and take away the fear of the scale and go, right, right. You're going to have a fluctuation of a range of fluctuation anyway. That's natural. Don't worry about it. So for the first month that people work with us, we get them to weigh themselves only one day a week on the exact same time, every single day, every week. And then we just purely compare to the next, then we compare to the next week. I never say compare Monday to a Friday. Don't ever compare a Monday to a Friday. Never compare a Monday to a Tuesday because in that time, it's too short of a time frame to yeah. see the actual results. We need to zoom out a little bit and go, right, Monday, we'll compare, we'll weigh ourselves at the exact same time next Monday. We'll keep all the uh, parameters the same, same time. You'll go to the bathroom. You won't, maybe won't drink a bottle of water before you wake up. So you're keeping all the, the I'm trying to think what the scientific word is. You're trying to keep all the 
stimuli the same, I guess. Um, yeah. And then what we do on month two then is I say, right, weigh yourself Monday morning, Wednesday morning, and Friday morning. Don't compare the three, just add them all up and divide them by three. And we'll take your average weight. Then we can compare that average weight to the next weight. Right. Then we know the average, and then you have a moving average target and you're going down. And as long as that, if your goal is weight loss, which it typically is for people, um, if you can see that the average target is moving down, well, then you don't get distorted between Monday and Friday because you're like, yeah. fucking hell, I've put on a pound since Friday. Well, no, yeah. like you, ha you haven't really. Yeah, yeah. And you, that really makes sense, actually. I never thought about that, taking these averages. But And you also mentioned about we kind of set ourselves up with the wrong success measures, really. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Right, it's easy, right? So... Okay, so look at a business person, for example. When you're starting a business, what's your metric for success? Is it happiness, fulfillment from your work, or is it having a massive bank, bank account? Is it having <laughs> 10 million quid in your bank account? Yeah. A lot of people shoot eye-burdenably for the wrong metric of success. Look, yeah. there's nothing wrong with wanting to be financially free and have you know, financial independence. And all that. It's amazing, that's an amazing goal to shoot for. But surely if you're owning a business, the point of that business is to create a service that helps a lot of people you enjoy it, you get fulfillment from it. That should be the natural success measure, not that you've got hundred million in the bank. Yeah. I know a lot, of, there's, you know, there's a lot of people with hundred million in the bank who are probably not, not very happy. happy. Yeah, exactly. So then it's the same with health and fitness, right? A lot of what we do is just literally change the mindset on it. Okay. So why is your, a metric for success for you? One pound in weight loss. Why is not a metric for success for you that you feel better? You feel a bit more self, you got a bit more self-esteem, you've got a bit more self-confidence and if we set a performance goal, which I'm always telling people, let's shoot for performance-based goals. So like you've hit three walks this week and you've now run your first 1K. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> like yeah. that's a really good metric for success by doing all these things, by doing all these things, a natural byproduct of walking more, getting out more, moving more, eating healthier, a natural byproduct of that is going to be weight, got, uh, weight loss anyway. Yes, amazing. Performance so targets. Yeah, that, that, that makes such logical sense that the byproducts no, will, will be those can, things that you want to achieve. And you can kind of switch that on its head and go into any other life. Right, let's go. Okay, so if you were trying, let's go, let's make a funny example, right? So you're a guy or a girl and you want to find a bunch of guys or girls to go on dates with, right? You don't care about, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how we can make this one work, but like the number of girls or guys you message, you know, is you know you look at the processes and the systems of the performance goal, right? If I message a hundred girls this week or a hundred girls this month, you know, the byproduct of that is that you'll probably have more girls to go on dates with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Same with the business. It's like more outreach means the more sales. It's kind of like where people I think people, and it's really, really common, people be like, right, I'm only gonna be happy when I've lost 10 pounds. Once I've been happy, but trust me, I know a lot of people who have lost 10 pounds and they feel shitty because they've fucking not drank water, they've eaten lettuce for the week. But yeah, absolutely yeah, miserable. It, yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they're sitting there, they're sitting there watching their, you know, their significant other enjoy a nice, big, healthy meal or go out and they're sitting there going, oh, I'm resentful, that bastard's eating whatever he's eating. And you're not like, you need to shoot for the right metric for success. So like I was saying, like we get moving more, we, move, uh, we get more steps in, we go to the gym more, we start tracking our food a little bit, just so not to cause anxiety, just so we know what we're putting into our body. You yeah. do all these things, and guess what? As a natural byproduct of that, the weight's going to come off anyway. Brilliant. I love that. Absolutely love that. Now, you also, I've heard you talk about mindset as part of this, and 
how we think and believe, I am a strong believer in influences the results that we get. So if we're stuck in this negative mindset, this, you know, the world is bad and I can't do this, or if we don't believe we can achieve it, the likelihood is that it won't happen. So how much of all of this stuff in shooting for your health and fitness goals is really all about mindset and the belief that you can do it? Because I know, for example, when I was young, I heard a lot of stuff um, about me being a big girl. Mm-hmm. When I think back, I wasn't really, when I see photographs of me as a as a child, I wasn't a big girl. I mean, I wasn't the tiniest, but I wasn't a big girl. But I used to overhear those like conversations. And also, I'm I'm not a natural at school, and I was always the last to be picked mm-hmm. by the kids on the sports team at school. You know, you have PE lesson, and it would be pick the teams, and there would be me. I used to dread it because it would be me always waiting to be picked last. Well, you're not picked last. You're by default, aren't you? And you watch everybody's yeah. face go like, come on then, she's on our team. <laughs> so consequently, I grew up thinking I was rubbish at sport. I had body confidence issues. And this has always been a really big block for me to even start things. And so much of the fitness industry I see like online on Instagram all these amazingly toned like bodies probably they've probably all been filtered haven't they but you know without without a doubt what you see every day um none of them clearly look like me none of them feel accessible to me none of the stuff feels like it's attainable or I actually want to look like that. I just yeah. want to feel better and look um, better. Um, so I don't relate to it. And I know it's supposed to be aspirational, but I, but then I just don't believe this could ever be me. So I don't get going. So what are your views on this? And how would you help somebody like me? How would you help me get going and have the belief that I can get fitter and healthier? Well, uh, and by the way, it's, Pretty, am I allowed to swear on this, by the way? Am I well, to... you've been doing it all the way through, Dan. No, so <laughs> no, I'll say it, it's pretty me- it's pretty messed up that um like a teacher, you know, teachers in primary school, secondary school, when they they make their students pick their teammates, right? And then all yeah. the, ultimately there's always gonna be one last people, one last person, right? That's a really horrible thing to do. Like you're not meant to do that. I, I coach a load of young football kids and we never let the kids pick their team because there's always yeah. gonna be one person left, right? It's, yeah. there's, it's the rule of numbers. There's, no matter it is, there's always gonna be a person picked last. You never do that. You shouldn't do that. So it's horrible. Because of that, by the sounds of it, you've kind of, it sounds like you've programmed yourself to believe that you can't be successful in this. I mean, if you've heard, if you've told yourself a message for the last 20, 30 years, then the likelihood is you're probably going to start believing that message. So you need to kind of, and then it goes into then that you look at the influencer generation that we're currently living in, where it's Gymshark girls in leggings with big butts. It's lads who are absolutely rigged, tanned up, going, hey guys, get on my body shred program. And the likelihood is those people probably don't walk around like that. They, it's very, very hard to maintain. It's doable, but it's hard to maintain. Um, the likelihood is they'll have a big batch of photos created, big, big batch. And then in December, when everyone else is tucking into their Christmas pudding, they're posting their pictures that they had done in June and going, hey, guys, look at me. Well, yeah. you're, then ske- you're then skewing the whole thing. People now think you look like that normal. People think that's a normal metric for success. 
so it's a really top the health and fitness industry is really really toxic that's why we created our accountability academy you will never see a picture on our instagram of a before and after because I can't imagine, Joe, if you came to me, I said, I, you know how you see testimonials of people who yeah. are like done there before and after? I would never say to a client, hey, okay, so I want you to take a selfie of you. You know, you've come to me, you've probably low on self-esteem, you're low on self-confidence, you want to lose a bit of weight. Can you take a selfie of me in your knickers and your bra and pants? I'm going to post it on my Instagram. And then in about three months, I'm going to do a before and after. Like, that's not good. Who wants to fucking see that? Like, no, nobody wants to do that. But um, so, so going back, I'll, I'll end up waffling, sorry. <laughs> um, they, um, it goes back to then like looking at the metrics for success again, doesn't it? If you're looking at fitness influencers and Gymshark girls and all these other people who have got the tight waist and that's what their parents are at, and you say that's not aspirational for you. Well, it doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't have to look at that as a metric of success. Mm. For you, it might be, hey, I just want to run a fucking 5K. I want to run a 5K. Yeah. And then that will be your metric for success. And then it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're starting a business, you see all these other business people who are driving really nice cars and built really big businesses. It's really easy to compare, right? It's really, really yeah. easy to compare. And I always say social media is a really, really toxic place because it's very easy to see your older, better looking equivalent <laughs> over there and you automatically yeah. start comparing yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a great quote saying that comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. It's, really, it's really easy to look at all these fitness influencers who are really skinny and muscly and all this stuff and go well I don't look like that I can never look like that which means I hate the whole thing I don't want to do it yes I'd, I'd rather not even get started because it's a game I don't want to play yeah the reality is you're in you're in charge of the game you choose to play you don't have to I play that, that game I yeah you're not in, yeah yeah life's yeah, a game and it's you get kind to of stick in your lane isn't it I think this is it, it. Is. stick in your own lane because it is so easy even if you felt like I felt most of my life that well, I'm not good at sport. I guess it's, I guess it is changing. You know, that is a story that has been playing and it's changing that belief because I'll tell you a really funny story, right? I'm going to tell this on my podcast. <laughs> I was doing a bit of a challenge. I think we were both part of a challenge and it was 10,000 steps a day. And like bit by bit, I mean, I'd had at the beginning of this year, um, some like medical issues, like a very bad anemia, which meant I couldn't really breathe very well. So yeah. doing any form of exercise, it was a struggle just to get out of bed. But, you know, as I've been working on that, I started really slowly with like the number of steps I was doing. I've been building it up. And then it was getting into a habit of um, 10,000 steps every day, but also drink three liters of water a day. So I'm on, on this date. So there is a point to this about the belief thing. <laughs> um so I'm doing so I'd had like probably like two liters of water went for my 10,000 steps and um I think I'd got to I don't remember what it was but I essentially ended up running 2k which I've not run because I really needed the loo <laughs> I really needed the loo and I thought I need to get back and I just said to myself I'm a runner I'm a runner yeah and yeah. you know, I'm, because I kept saying, I'm a runner and I need the loo, I ran 2K. Never done it. Like, well, I've done it like a long, long time ago, but yeah, I haven't yeah. done it recently. So I think it's amazing in terms of mindset, how you frame things, what you believe you can do. And, and clearly, mm. you know, for me, it's just a little tip is just drink, mm -hmm. drink a bit more water and it'll get you moving down the street. Um, 
So I think mindset is massive. So one last question then, if there was one piece of advice that you could give somebody who was constantly beating themselves up about their perceived lack of progress, what would it be that you'd say to them to help them? Uh, probably just join my academy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, so if, if people were struggling with their lack of pr progress. Progress, right? and they're beating okay. themselves up because they're not being yeah. consistent. Maybe they're not held, holding themselves to account to do this. What advice or tip I think, would you I think you have, every, everything you do, you have to have a reason why you're doing it. And it's really cheesy to say, oh, know your why and all that kind of stuff. And it's really, really cheesy. And it's kind of been, you know, bastardized because everyone says, oh, you know, you need to know why you're doing to me. But if, for example, you're on a health and fitness kick and you want to, you know, be healthier in, and you're building something for longevity, you need to re know the reason why you're doing that. As you know, running your own business isn't always the easiest thing. There's going to be days where you're like, oh, this is harder. And it's the same in health and fitness, right? There's going to be days when it's raining outside, you wake up, you're tired, you're sore, uh, and you're looking at the healthier food options and you're looking at the Domino's pizza menu going, oh, it'd be really easy to do that now. But you need to remember what, you know, if you're looking at your lack of progress and stuff, you, you need to know why you're doing it. And if you have a really good reason why you're doing something, that really helps in the times of, um, yeah. self-doubt and you know, the struggle because like I said life's a game and there's going to be a struggle at some point and you can't it's not always sunshine and rain, sunshine and rainbows without a doubt like especially in health and fitness there's going to be days where some of your training runs or your workouts are going to be an absolute breeze and you're motivated and you love it there's going to be some days where you're like Ugh, and you've got to drag yourself there I always say that you know you motivation and discipline are like cousins and yeah. I, I said this a lot and that, that like you can't have one without that. You can't always rely on motivation to get system. You have to have uh, discipline there as well. You yeah. need to, you know, you just need to learn learn to surf the waves of motivation because motivation is going to come and go. You just need to learn how to yeah. surf it because yeah. it's not always going to be easy, but you need to know like, why did I start? And this is what I'm going to do. This is what I've said I'm going to do. And if you keep, if you, it's kind of like a habit, if you keep letting yourself off and go, all right, I'll start on Monday, I'll start on Monday, I'll start on Monday. If you program yourself to believe that, then it's really easy to keep letting yourself off. If yeah. you just say, no, this is what I'm going to do. I've said I'm going to do it and actually do it. You start building up that habit of doing what you said you're going to do. And it's hard. It's not always easy. There's going to be, you know, and that's that's a that's something you have to build in, it, in itself. Yeah, kind of and I, yeah kind of totally. And I know that one of the little tricks that I use sometimes when I feel like that is, okay, Joe, I know you don't want to do it but just do a little bit. And then it's, you've done that little bit, just do a little bit more and then a little bit more. And it's amazing actually, you, you start to build each little step. Yeah, exactly. Start, exactly. It's momentum, isn't it? Like uh, exactly, every yeah. step you're building momentum. So great. So Dan, where can people connect with you? Oh, I love it. Um, so on Instagram, we're at the Accountability Academy. Um, on Facebook, randomly enough, I think it's the Accountability Academy, but I think you could put the DB Accountability Academy. I think I messed up the names. <laughs> um, um, and then, yeah, we've recently just released, like for anyone who is like right at the start of their health and fitness journey, like really right at the start, I've just created this product and service called Accountability 21. It's a 21 day health and fitness 
challenge you. And essentially the whole goal of it is just to build better habits and you haven't finished. You'll have a one-to-one -one with me. We'll set goals. You'll have like a team community of people all striving to do the same workouts and you have mobility exercises. And it's a real, real foundational level to really get you started and really start building momentum. There's that old saying, isn't it? It's 21 days to build a habit. Where I believe it's like 21 days to build a habit if you get the right repetitions in, keep getting the repetitions in, keep getting the repetitions in. And that's why we built it. Um, and my goal for that one day is to have loads and loads of people into that. And it just becomes this really, really positive community of people mm -hmm. from all different backgrounds trying to help each other. And that's amazing. the goal. Yeah, and amazing. So and I'm in with that. I know. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. So, Dan, it has been so fantastic to talk to no, you. No, I love that. Thank I could speak to you all day. So <laughs> Thanks so much, Dan. Yeah. Sounds good. Right. Thank you so much. And um, I'll see you soon, Joe. Hey. Set off.